Welcome to another episode of the Power to Pivot podcast. Joining me on today's show is author Amy Langley. Amy is the author of the book In Search of Amy. It is her memoir that takes you through a story of rebuilding, reigniting, and restoring and recovering parts of her life that were buried away due to childhood trauma and the stress of life. And Amy's on the show talking about the writing process and how it really is possible to find healing and peace while you're on that path to finding your truth. And I cannot wait to share this episode. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, it's Liz here from March 4th Media Company. And if you are someone looking to understand more about your intuition, how it speaks to you, and how to unlock it and understand it so that you can use it in your creative endeavors, then I invite you to join me for my free masterclass coming up on June 23rd, Unlocking Your Inner Creator, Three Tools to Jumpstart Your Path to Personal Freedom. I'm going to share with you all about intuition, how to use it for creativity, and how you know you can trust it. We're going to talk about releasing the old emotional junk that covers up that intuitive voice and how you can unlock your potential and jumpstart your path to personal freedom. So to register for this free 90-minute masterclass, Unlocking Your Inner Creator, join me over at www.elizabethamiles.com now. Again, that's www.elizabethamiles.com. I can't wait to see you June 23rd for this free masterclass. Welcome to the Power to Pivot podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miles, founder of March 4th Media Company, and this is the podcast where we share inspiring stories, resources, tips, and fun ideas to help you pivot to new ideas, new goals, and new dreams for your life. I'm so excited and honored to have you join me on the journey, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much for joining me today for another episode of the Power to Pivot podcast. I am so excited for today's guest here to talk about her book, In Search of Amy. We're also going to talk about the writing process and and finding your truth. Please welcome Amy Langley to the show. Hey, Amy, how are you? I am good. How are you? I am doing well. I am good. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I love, first of all, In Search of Amy. I love the cover of this book. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> it, you know, first of all, you guys can find it on Amazon. You know, we recently talked and shared a little bit about Amy on the blog. Um, but I, I look at this cover and there's so much feeling that I get from it. You know, it's definitely one that conveys a journey. Um, there's almost a little bit of, I don't want to say, I don't want to put it in a bad way, but like loneliness, but like hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to come? What what made you come to write this book? So it's, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, when I was very young, you know, I've always enjoyed writing. Um, I would just make up imaginary stories and write things out. And um, as I got older, you know, I had gone through, um, quite a bit as a teenager and becoming a young adult I you know just always thought about writing a book um but I was a little leery and a little scared because you know the 
crust of it would be about people who I love and people that I knew loved me who could potentially be hurt um, by some of the things that I wanted to write about. And so, you know, I, I just held on to that for a while until my mom, um, who was like a major person that I was going to write about. And, um, you know, she just kept encouraging me. And, and one of the things that she would always say to me that stuck with me was, don't die with your book in you. Ooh. And, you know, that was just like, I just will always hear that. I would hear her saying that to me over and over again. And, and then, you know, time goes fast. And the next thing you know, I looked up and I was like 48 years old. <laughs> so it's like, I need to get to it. And so I started, I started writing and it was painful. Um, and I stopped mm -hmm. and then I picked up, you know, my laptop and started writing some more until you know i just got into a groove and continued to write mm -hmm. so, yeah. i love that you were so willing to allow the process like it would have been in one way you know to one way to go about it would certainly have been to kind of force the process right i'm gonna go for it i'm not stopping i'm just gonna sit my butt in this chair and we're gonna write this book but you, you it sounds like you took it more in spurts and let it kind of come out of you as it needed to yes absolutely absolutely because it was you know like I said I've I enjoy writing um and so it was it could have been very easy for me to just write you know to just write but I wanted to be true to myself um and not just write anything and I'm a very emotional person um so some portions of what I had to say, um, it was, you know, it was painful. Um, and so I would let that sit and just sit on it for a minute to make sure, you know, this is what I want to do. And, you know, like, am I really sure that I want to write this? But, you know, being true to myself meant, you know, just be true, just be truthful. Your, your audience will, you know, they would identify with that. And I think that people pick up, you know, when you are, adding and you know fluffing something mm -hmm. um and so I, I just wanted to be as truthful as possible and some of that was very painful some of that was extremely painful so it would take me a while to get through it yeah I I think you hit on something really key that can often be overlooked I think and that's your words have this power and this energy behind it and if you're just kind of fluffing and padding the story it does translate onto the page, even though you're not necessarily explicitly saying that you, you convey that, that energy in your work. And I think that it's, you know, to have, you wanted like an authentic feeling throughout for yourself and your readers. And I think, you know, that's certainly something that you've brought through in the book. So I, I think that's amazing. Thank you. I want to go back for a second, though, because the other thing you've touched on is with how personal everything is with regards to the content of the book, you had to overcome that fear of, oh, my God, what are these people going to think? My family, are they're going to read this book. And <laughs> that's something that I can relate to. And that fear can hold you back. What was the moment like? Or was there a series of moments, you know, where you're pushing yourself through that 
and you go, I don't care. I have to write this book anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I told you earlier, my mom was one of the, you know, she was, you know, go ahead. Don't die with your book in you. And I'm like, okay, so I'm writing this book. And like the first chapter is honor thy mother, thy father, thy father, and thy mother. And, you know, so there you go. You know that this is going to have something to do with my parents. And, you know, my mom was a teenage mother. She was single. You know, she left the city that she lived in, moved to another city with this baby with no support. You know, my dad was basically an absentee father, um, you know, growing up. Uh, he, I probably saw him gosh, maybe five times, if that, you know, between the ages of birth and 21. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I knew that, you know, this is going to be bad for them. And I knew that my mother gave me her blessing. You know, I knew she gave me her blessing. But I also know that, you know, humans are very tricky, right? Because all you have to do is trigger them and then it'll change everything around. (laughs) So, you know, and my mom is a Gemini, okay? She's like a split personality. So I was like, okay, but you can't worry about them because as I say throughout the book, this is about me. And although I am touching on other people, it's only because it has something to do with me. And because I made the book about me, I had to make everything, you know, putting the book out when I wanted to put it out, what I was going to say, this was for me. It wasn't for my mom. It wasn't for my dad, you know, wasn't for any of my friends, but for my husband or even my children, it was for me. And so I just said, do it, you know, just do it, do it for you. This It was, and it was therapy, you know, so it's like, you're going to give up your therapy because somebody's feelings are going to be hurt like what you going to do and I decided not to do that I'm like nope I'm going to tell it and so I just did so incredible have your parents you know has your mom read the book oh yeah I actually had my mom read it before I hit the publish button and not because I was going to change anything I did feel some way like in debt, like I have to at least give her that because if people, people who don't know me and my mom, you know, wouldn't think twice about it, but Mm -hmm. the people who do know us will be, you know, we're very surprised by some of the things that I wrote. And so I knew her friends were going to read it, you know, her siblings were going to read it. And there were things that people didn't know about because they didn't live in our home. So I just wanted to give her, I wanted to give her that respect. I felt, I've always felt loyal to my mom. And so I just felt like out of loyalty, I owe her at least that. But I wasn't going to change anything. I just felt like I needed her to see it before everybody else did. And she, you know, sent me a text. And I don't know whether it was true or not. She could have very well not even had read it yet. But what she sent me a text and was like, you know, I love it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for releasing me. Ooh, that's powerful. So do you think since the book was released, that relationship's been healed? 
or that that it has allowed for more transformation in the relationship in a positive way? I'm going to say this. I think that since the book has been released and my mom read it, that it has allowed for more transparency between us. Oh, that's good. That's a good word. Yeah. Because she was my mom and she raised me and she raised me a certain way. There were just certain things that I would not say, you know, around my mother. There were certain things that I would not do. And um, it was almost like a control thing with my mom, even as an adult, you know, I just felt like she controls me in some way. And so, um, but it, uh, it opened the door for conversation. Mm-hmm. so I wasn't scared like to talk to her anymore or to say you know what I felt you know because it's still it, the book has been out since 2019 and it can be touchy with us you know things can come up that will you know render a shout match yeah. um you know especially as it pertains to my dad because you know like I said, I found out that my biological father was my biological father. So obviously, you know, that just does not go away. That is something that has to be dealt with and talked about and, you know, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that you use the word transparency, though, because it's not, um, one, it's not a word that we usually hear a lot when we talk about healing, but you know, you're, you're revealing your, your truth to the world. It's, you know, this one particular person that had such a huge impact on your life and you're giving her kind of the first glance at this, but really, you know, do you think she can see you in a new way then? And almost it, it kind of changes that expectation for the two of you. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, my mother is a very complex individual. Um, and, and some people may say I am too, because we, you know, I am my mother's child and I do have a lot of her um, characteristics, uh, good and bad. Um, but I think that she has now come to grips with the fact that I am not just her little girl. I am her daughter and I am an adult and I am an adult daughter who has, you know, her own way of thinking and her own way of doing things. And I think that now she respects the fact that I'm a woman. Yeah. Do you think, I, I know, I think back to my relationship with my mom and, you know, just family in general, I think we can get so lost sometimes in it's almost like that label of regardless of where you are in the family um, it's easy to kind of hold and lock into that label. And then we almost forget that this person is kind of in, I don't want to say in a silo, but you know, you Mm -hmm. are, you, you are more than just that label of daughter. Um, You know, what makes Amy up is more than whatever Mm -hmm. any one person can you know, compartmentalize you down into. So I, I think it's great that this book has allowed for that, that a transformation and, and her to see you in a new way. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully, you know, vice versa, because the same goes the opposite direction. Right, Um, exactly. But that's really where the healing can begin 
in relationships and and we're we talk a lot on with within March 4th media and on the podcast here about creating new conversations and opening your heart and new awareness and this is really where transformation takes place so yes yep absolutely what was the actual writing process so you're you know you're getting the story in bits and pieces was it making sense like where you were going or were, were there points where you you felt like I don't know what I'm doing here no um I never felt like that it was the writing process was actually pretty easy you know the aside from the the emotional things um the writing itself I mean the book like every chapter the book was written just as it is in you know each chapter I wrote that's how I wrote it so like I didn't write chapter nine before I wrote chapter two like it I literally wrote it just like it is and I've heard a lot of people somebody asked me one time was like well where did you start like did you start from the beginning or did you start from the middle and I'm like no I actually started from the beginning I said actually in the book you know that's what I say I'm going to start I'm going to tell you this story from the beginning and that's what I did so it was almost like it was in chronological order and the way things worked out for me was I was doing research on the maternal side of my family because, you know, African-American family and my great-grandmother did not, she never spoke of her family. And so as I got older, it just dawned on me one day, I'm like, wait a minute. Now, Grandma Kate did not just fall out the sky, you know, like where, where did she come from? Nobody ever said anything about you know, her having siblings or who her parents were. My grandmother never talked about having a grandmother. So, I, you know, I, I became very curious. And um, but I grew up in a family where children were to be seen and not heard. And you did not ask, especially elders, you did not ask questions about their personal life. Um, that's considered or that's like taboo. Just don't do it. And so as a young girl, although I was inquisitive and I had questions, I was not allowed to um, put forth those questions. And then as I got older, my great grandmother ended up um, developing dementia and Alzheimer's um, eventually. And so um, I couldn't ask her then, you know, when I was able to. And so she just died with a lot of stuff in her. And so I decided to do some research and in doing the research, I kept coming up against these brick walls, of course, um, which happens a lot um, in African-American families. We just don't have the access to trace back, but so far. And so I decided to do a DNA test through Ancestry. <laughs> and I did a DNA test and, you know, all of this stuff, I, you know, came back and I was getting all of these hits and and I you know imagine my delight when I opened up my email and saw that I had like 400 and something relatives right and I come from this very small family I'm like whoa so I'm you know I'm all excited and everything and um that's how I found out that you know my father wasn't my father but that portion of it was the you know latter part of the book so it gave me if I started to experience writer fatigue that gave me more to write about 
Right. Yeah. What would you say to someone, you know, who's in a position where you were at the start of the book and they're, they know that they want and almost have this book in them, they have to share it, but, you know, they're stuck with that, oh my God, feeling of, of just getting started. How would you, you know, what do you say to that person who just, they want to get started, but they don't know how? You just have to start writing. You just have to start writing. I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing. I did not, you know, you know, I didn't want to be a, um, a, a systematic writer, like, or do things, you know, a certain way or follow, um, you know, how to write a book for dummies. I just wanted to write. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be authentic. And so I would tell someone in that position, you know, just write, just write. You know, you don't, there's an ideal that you may have of what a writer on, or, or an author is, but it's you. It's not the Maya Angelou. It's not the, you know, J. California Cooper. It's you. If you want to write, write and just start and don't be afraid that it's not going to be accepted because you don't write like this. Right. There's an audience for everybody, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's an audience for everybody, you know, they're different genres, you know. Um, So I would just tell them to just write, just start. I think that's important, you know, that there's all different audiences out there and it's so easy to get stuck in comparisonitis with, mm-hmm. you know, the, the JK Rowling's or, or, mm-hmm. you know, pick a genre, yep. <laughs> it's, it's yep. easy. but I think we also forget that like, they've had time to evolve and, and practice and they've gotten feedback and, you know, mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling, you know, as an example, I don't know why she popped in my head, but, you know, (laughs) the first publisher that she went to did not accept Harry Potter, who's probably, by the way, like, kicking him or herself. Kicking himself, (laughs) it, But it took several tries, like, and we sit back and we think about that, right, and it's like, what? Like, that seems so crazy because of how, how big that whole story came to be. But, yes. you know, when I also think about authors like Stephen King, who's written novel after novel after mm-hmm. novel, like there's time to let the craft kind of marinate with you and practice and you learn and you take feedback. But not every book is for every person. Right. And I, I love that you mentioned that because it, it, I, you start with writing it for you mm-hmm. um, with the intention of getting the message that you want to write and share across and right. from there there's an audience for it there because if it's in you and you need to share it there's someone that needs to hear it um absolutely so i i think just having that open mind and not feeling so locked into oh my god i i have to be the next you know whomever because you're mm-hmm. not your, right. your experience is not their experience um so and again that energy is going to translate onto the page yep 
So what do you do now? <laughs> you're, you're, the book has been out. It's doing mm -hmm. really well. Um, you're a mom. How have the kids, how old are the kids at this point? They are 11. How do they feel about mom being an author and having this story out there? They love it. And yeah. they've actually read the book. Oh my gosh. And yes. Was yes. that scary? Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't because as I said earlier, um, I am really an open book. I'm very transparent. Mm -hmm. And I, because of, you know, when you grow up in, you know, a community where everything is a secret and you don't put family business out there and don't do this and you don't do that. You know, I don't like for people wanting to tell me what to do. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't like the restraints that have been, you know, put on us as a community. And so it was very important for me to make sure that I did not have secrets, you know, with my children. You know, it was very important that they knew things about mommy that, you know, that weren't so pretty. You know, I wanted them to know who their mother was. And, you know, doing that, I was very honest with them. You know, when I found out about my biological dad, when I found out who he was and I had actually talked to him, my children were like the second people that I shared it with. And at that time, they were nine. Um, and I let them read the book. And the book has a lot of things about mommy, especially as a teenager that, oh, you know, I pray that they never get into but I just wanted to be, I don't, I didn't want them to just see me as just mommy. Mommy is just, she's more than what you all see. And if my thinking is that if they have a chance to know all of the parts of me, then they will understand mommy and why mommy is raising them the way she's raising them. You know, why does mom, why mommy wants some of the things that she wants for them? They understand all of that because they know the worst parts of me. Mm. And they know that the worst parts of me are not me. Mm. That's so, so powerful. Because yeah. I think it's easy to get stuck too with like, oh my God, if, if I show my kids this, what what is that takeaway right. gonna be? But you're but you're opening yourself up and them to this new this conversation in a different way. Mm -hmm. you know, you have this transparency within them and you, and that almost brings you closer together with them. Right. Yep. Exactly. So mm -hmm. amazing. So where mm -hmm. can we find In Search of Amy? So In Search of Amy is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. So you can go to Amazon and just type in In Search of Amy or type in Amy Langley and the book will come up. You can also go to InSearchofAmy.com. Okay. And we'll make sure that that is in the show notes um, so people can pick up a copy of the book. Um, if they want to reach out to you on social media, is that a possibility? Yes, it is. Um, you can reach out to me on social media. I'm on all platforms, actually. <laughs> um, but you can reach out to me on Facebook. I am Amy Smith Langley. And I am also on Instagram as Chill and Amy. Got it. We will put that in the show notes as well. Are there any um, 
last minute things you want to make sure that listeners know before we wrap up today? Um, I just want listeners to know, like my whole takeaway of everything, just to know that love covers a multitude of sins. And, you know, that is what ultimately got me through everything. You know, the things that I grew up with my mom, with my biological dad, with the person that I thought was my dad, you know, just that love covers a multitude of sins. And if you can allow that, then forgiveness comes in and forgiveness is very powerful. It doesn't mean that you let people walk over you or you forget things and you act like things don't happen. But what you do is you ultimately decide that I'm going to forgive so that I can have some peace. Mm. It's an important lesson. I think it's easy to to get stuck in. If I forgive them, then what they did is right. And that's Mm, not what you're saying. I mean, when when we talk about forgiveness, it's really, like you said, about letting yourself not hold mm-hmm. on to that resentment and anger or whatever yep. that emotion is anymore. It doesn't mean that what they did is the right thing. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to still ha- accept this particular person in your life, but right. you're saying I'm not going to be held hostage to it anymore. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what it is. And you make so much more room in your heart for so many you more things. You really do. Yes, Absolutely. Well, Amy, congratulations on the book. Again, it's called In Search of Amy. It is available on Amazon. Guys, go ahead, pick it up today. We'll make sure that there's a copy of the link in the show notes for you. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. And and again, I'm just so excited and, and proud of you for sharing this story and being so transparent in your work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I was, this was a, a great conversation. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up like we do every episode. You are never stuck. You are never lost and you are never alone. At any given moment, you can find your power to pivot, make a new choice and start again. And with that, I will talk with everybody on the next episode. Take care, guys. At March 4th Media Company, we believe that everyone has a story to tell and every story deserves to be shared. And at march4thmediacompany.com, it's where independent authors, artists, musicians, and healers come to find their voice, share their work, and grow their community. So visit us at march4thmediacompany.com now. Learn about the services we offer for marketing and promoting your work. Check out our blog, meet other authors and artists that we've worked with check out the Power to Pivot podcast, find past episodes and resources to help you grow as a creative entrepreneur. This is where you pivot. So join us again over at march4thmediacompany.com now. I cannot wait to see you there. guys, it's Liz here from March 4th Media Company. One of the biggest lessons I have ever learned is it is difficult to get what you truly want when you're defining life and your standards by everyone else's definitions. 
that got me nowhere. I spent so much time, effort, and energy looking around me for answers that I forgot that I had everything I needed right inside of me. What I did lack was a guide to find my way to those answers. And that is exactly what I'm offering you in my new workbook, Connect You, A Guide to Your Authentic Life. This is a workbook that I have written to provide you with a roadmap to connect you with the innermost pieces that make you unique, authentic, and amazing, helping you to tap into the power and possibility within you. It's filled with lessons, activities, content, meditations that are going to guide you to help you learn how to honor your own definitions of success, set boundaries and goals that feel really good to you, and understand your intuition and how to trust it. Take the trip. Connect You, a guide to your authentic life is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, or reach out to me online on Instagram, Facebook, or over at march4thmediacompany.com to grab your copy. 